All right, guys. I was thinking about this today. Post all store, all store, <laughs> all store team. Uh, post all star announcements and so like ninety minutes ago, you're thinking yeah, about yeah. this. Okay. I was laying on my floor, stretching on my back because how I, nice I, is that? By the way, hang on, Dude. I don't want to hear about your bit right now. Okay, back foam rollers are so good. Do you have a foam roller? Oh yeah, I put it. You I use it on my to. thigh. In twenty 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 four, good. You have to have a foam roller. I got mine yeah. for four dollars. you're goodwill. You're such a cat guy. Why <laughs> back stretches are so good is just a cat thing to say. Cats do stretch their backs a lot. I think cats Carl Anthony love Towns. stretching their back. Oh yeah, cats do love stretching <laughs> no, their. No, I mean like literal cats, dude. Yeah, that should be like cat's new thing. Like when he falls down and he got fouled, he should get <laughs> on all fours and do a big cat stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so into that. If he, okay, if went, back to the bit. Back what if he went? What? Hang on, no. What if he went? Like afterwards, I'm sure that'd be great. We've been names. asking. Sure that I always want to get like really into doing like this, where he's like. Yeah. <laughs> What if that's how he celebrates an and one? He just starts looking at his paws and pretends to clean his face. That's genius. Okay. Or he sticks his leg that's up in not the air and help. starts licking that's, his own ass. That's not going to help the cat weirdo <laughs> national narrative. Okay. I don't know. Lean into right. it. Cat. Lean right, into it. Lean so into thinking, it. You were All right, thinking so yeah, about I was, I was thinking about that and I was He's reminded of the bit from last week when Claire DeLune asked us what our roles were on the podcast. Yes. And I was like, oh, shoot, we totally messed this up. We have specific player comps, and I'm going to go through them real quick. Oh, so wow. I was thinking about this, and and Brandon is Anthony Edwards of the podcast. Brandon, you put up big numbers on Twitter. You're effortlessly talented with stats and numbers and lyrics to Eminem songs, as we know. Uh, and sometimes you like to play hero ball just a little just bit too much. Just the one Eminem song. Yeah, just the one. Uh, and sometimes you like to play hero ball just a little bit too much, but it Love works. It, it works. Uh, Jordan, you are Carl Anthony Towns. You have a wide range, both in style and your voice pitch. Sometimes you kind of have <laughs> nice. that, you know, eb, eb and flow and you're extremely emotionally volatile. <laughs> Thank you. But ultimately lovable. And we wouldn't trade you even if we could get picks. Oh, and nice. I am Rudy Gobert because I'm way too tall, a terrible shooter. I measured in my approach and I provide balance and consistency. And ultimately, I'm the most important part of the podcast, though vastly, vastly <laughs> underappreciated. The Rudy Gobert comp is not doing you any favors for the joke we can't say anymore. <laughs> that's true. That's Plus, true. Oh, sorry. Are you ready to go? No, that's it. All right. That's a good bit, Durf. Thank you. Buckle up, hotties. It's time to talk some hoops. Welcome to Crunch Wears No Pants with Brandon, Nate, and Jordan. What's poppin' panty people? Welcome to Crunch Wears No Pants. We are the bosses of the hoops department of PoltapSports.com. That's Brandon Anthony Edwards back. That is Nate and Rudy Gobert, Alsdurf, and I am Jordan. Carl Anthony Towns, Alan Matz, and we are proudly, proudly brought to you by Duke Cannon. Ooh, we smell good. We're brought to you by Dent Heads. Oh yeah, our cars have no dents. We're brought to you by frickin' their back. Chill boys, our our under our undercarriages are so well um so and, chill. So chill. They're so cold bamboo'd. AF. Dude, they're so <laughs> time. aerodynamic is what I was asking. Like great, what I was thinking for. Great climate. Great climate down there. Yeah, our another regions have a great climate, and we're also brought to you by uh Lamb Chops, the creators of the best clothing collaboration in the history of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Guys. Let's talk about the All-Star game. Also dude. now a sponsor of the John Krasinski show. Did you see that? I know, right? So look at the connections we made. If, Amazing. If, if if Lamb Chops didn't sponsor us, and if Johnny K didn't get his debut during the Crunch Wars, <laughs> no, the CND his big no break. Fans, live show extravaganza. Yeah, that was his... <laughs> if that didn't happen. Johnny they... K's big break. 
You're uh, welcome, John. Talk North Podcast Network, Johnny K. You're welcome for the ad revenue. Um, before we get into vibes and our trade deadline segment, this is our official trade deadline episode. I want to say two things. One, I miss guestuary. How much fun was guestuary? I don't even know how to podcast without guests anymore. It was a good time. I liked it because we didn't have to prep anything. We could just ask them questions. <laughs> was a good I bit. loved it because we asked them all what their thoughts on Hennessy was. <laughs> what a bit. Hennessy, I gotta talk to I gotta talk to Pull Tab, see if we can get that Hennessy sponsorship. Uh let's let's do some quick reactions to the freaking all-star game selections. Guys, they did it. They rewarded winning. They said they always would. I I was I was incredulous. I didn't think they would do it, but they they rewarded winning. We got Ant and Cat on the All-Star team. How are we feeling? Uh, I think so. I, I I think it's great. Good. Yes. You know, it Good. does. It does suck. It does suck for Rudy, who, who I think in a vacuum on his own uh, is definitely a deserving all star candidate. Um, But I think all three of them have really, really strong individual cases. And I think when it came down to it, it was just three, two, two, three, three guys for two spots. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I tweeted this, I think for the team, this is the best outcome of the three guys for two spots thing, because I love Ant, I love cat. I don't think they are as emotionally mature from like a basketball playing standpoint as Rudy Gobert. And I, I see no, I don't see how this affects Rudy Gobert on the court. I think he's disappointed, but I think Rudy Gobert is going to continue to be Rudy Gobert. Yeah. There's a world where Ant or Cat doesn't make the all-star team and it alters their frame of mind and the way they play. And maybe they start gunning for all NBA, like in a different kind of way. But I think it's good that those guys got rewarded for what they were doing. Yeah. And I'm happy mm-hmm. for him. I'm especially happy for Cat. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why, like, so when Ant got, me and my wife were watching, and, like, when Ant got announced, we were, like, we, like, clapped, like, yeah, woo, like, we knew it was coming, but last pick, Carl Anthony Downs, we exploded, we were just, mm-hmm. like, I'm, like, oh, they're gonna pick Sabonis, and I was gonna, I told her I was gonna kill myself if they picked Sabonis, <laughs> was wow. kill myself there was, if was they a lot. picked DeMontis Sabonis, I'll kill myself on live TV, <laughs> a lot said, riding on this, live podcasting, and then, like, they said yeah. Carl, and we just, we just burst, because it was, one, it's fun for the Wolves to get that recognition, but also with Carl, Carl, um, it's just hard not to like super defend him with how mean people are. So it was just, it was just fun to see him get his rewards. Um, Nate, how are you feeling about the All-Star yeah. selection? And I think, Tell us, oh, sorry, Brandon, you go. I was just going to say one more thing on the, yeah. on the Carl part. I think it's good to like, I think it sends the right message to Carl Anthony Towns and to just NBA players in general to reward Carl for the sacrifices he he's made. I, I've been talking about this on Twitter a little bit, some some different people. It it would seem backwards to put Carl Anthony Towns in the all-star game as he's putting up these great numbers on these bad teams. You know, he's three-time all-star. The only reason he's not like a four-time all-star is because of some injuries, but those were his best statistical years, but those were some of the worst teams he's played on. And I think it would be really backwards to tell him that that's empty stats. It doesn't matter if you're not contributing to winning. And then for him to make the necessary sacrifices in the name of winning that he's made this season, you know, he's taken, Mm. he's taken a smaller role in the offense. He's, he's played harder on defense. He's playing a new position. He's doing all the right things 
in the name of winning. And I think it sends a really good message to reward him for that by saying you're still an all star, even though you're not putting up the volume of stats you used to put up. Dude, he might be even more. He feels more all star to me than he ever made. Well, the the Pat Bevier, he was definitely an all star. That was just an insane season. But he feels more like an all star just because like he's definitively like been winning us games alongside Ant. Like they both yeah, win us games. And absolutely. It's been so much fun to watch. Like they don't have a two man. They don't have as good of a two man game as I would like. But it's fun to watch them. Like they trade games. They trade quarters. They trade halves. Sometimes it's like okay, something's something's happening here. Where like they're progressing together, and that's really exciting. Durf, I want to hear your thoughts on some some all star game. Yeah, Shit. I am excited that we have two. I echo everything you're saying. I thought it was really interesting on the on the Dane Moore pod with uh, Britt, where Britt, Britt was kind of talking about past how... and future guests on the pod. Dane Moore. I thought you were going to say Britt. I was like, Britt hasn't Please been on the pod stop yet. Stop interrupting us <laughs> every time. Okay, all right. I'm just going to talk through it. And we're on Zoom, so it's going to be weird. <laughs> um, but he, we, they were just talking about kind of like the consider, considerations of the All-Star game and the product of the All-Star game. And it's not surprising that the the all-defensive player, the defensive player of the year, the guy who's not like a, a multi-level scorer isn't going to be on the All-Star team because that's not really what the All-Star game is. And it's, it's, it's just not how – like he is – a huge reason why the wolves are having the success that they are. And he's, I mean, he should be an all-star player, but it is not surprising at all that, that cat, if, if all things are equal, cat would edge him out as like, if you're, if you're picking between the two. Um, But I do agree. I think cat needs to be rewarded. And I mean, we've talked about, we've gushed about cat. Like he, Obviously, like he, he uh, like his numbers from a point total have like taken a step back, but like his efficiency is insane. His Crazy. shooting has been insane. He has been on fire and he's playing a brand new position on top of all of that, which is just absurd. Like across the board, he has been amazing. And I think we're all just kind of taken aback that everybody else was paying attention or it seems like they were paying it, paying enough attention to give him his well-deserved flowers. Yeah. I'm seeing some national NBA Twitter, like, how did cat get in? Yeah. What? It's like, just say you don't watch, you watch like the two national games we had and that's it. Or you're, the, you're, you're like, it's just, it's like, what the hell? How do you, did you see, see did you see the Joker Jokic account, Joker Jokic or whatever that yeah, account is? Yeah, future guest on the podcast. He, he, post, like, he posted the like, brother, what is this? What is this? Bro- ew, yeah. yeah and, and great, great. It's game. like, yeah, it's a good bit, but like, it's like, come on, man. Like yeah. he's, he, he deserves it. Like, and I, also, I, from, I usually love that guy. Yeah, coming from a Nuggets fan, we have an alliance, but yeah. uh, whatever. All right, we're going to – that's that. those are all-star thoughts. What a fun freaking day to record a podcast. So we're going to get into the vibes, and we'll talk a little bit more about on-court stuff. We'll also do our – what are we calling our trade draft, our trade segment thing? It's the Shark it's like, Tank draft. It's like trade, trade Shark Tank. Trade yeah. Shark Tank. So that'll be, sto- that'll be stoked. But first, uh, we got to talk about chill boys. The wolf, the wolf pen. <laughs> the wolf pen is funny. Um, let's talk about chill boys. We know we've talked about chill boys before. We've done a couple ad reads for chill boys in the past, but even when they weren't like a presenting sponsor on the show, we were rocking the chill boys as underwear. Okay. It's life changing. We love them. Uh, the product that they have is the bamboo boxer brief. It's a snug fit for days when you need a hug from mother nature. It's a support system. You want to keep things organized down there. They're made from bamboo. They're super soft. They're super stretchy. Durf, you show us your chill boys every chance you get. 
um, in person, you go, I got my chill boys on. Do you have anything you want to add about chill boys and how great of briefs they are? <laughs> Brandon, don't give me that look. You've seen it. He's you want to show you show them on the pod? Show, show, yeah. show them the chill boys. That's for our OnlyPants account. Uh, that's hilarious, by the way. Actually, I just not that only was really good. I, did, yeah. I just thought of OnlyPants. So <laughs> that was good. Shout out me. Uh, yeah, they're amazing. They're incredible. I am slowly every time that we're at Voltab headquarters and I, I take a couple <laughs> samples. Would, you're like, no, I just need the samples and I'm phasing out my other underwear. Dude, they're well, so good. They're, they're so awesome. Good. And also it's like tall guys. Brandon, I don't know if you know this is like a short person, but like <laughs> we need uh I'm like, not a short person. <laughs> I know I was I was just being a dick. Um, you're, you're like five four, right? I was being a dick as we're talking about boxer briefs, no pun intended. Ooh. Um, like they're I hate wearing like other brands. They're short and then they ride up and they think like they just go into like my thighs. I hate it. But Chill Boys has like the long um holes. You know what I mean? Like the like the, the long holes. The, yeah, the, 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 the long holes for your legs. The yeah. measurements. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the legs. The the long holes for your legs. Yeah, like you know, the like measurements. The are, they're just the, the legs. They're just. Oh no! But they're more like the thighs. They're more like the thighs. You know what That's I mean? Leg. But whatever. Uh, you're right. You're right. The, We're the going measurements way too are deep on chill boys. <laughs> the measurements are great. They. They the make measurements your temp- are supreme. Uh, hit up the chill holes boys are down. long AF. <laughs> Chillboys.com. Use pull tab 15 for 15% off. Chillboys comfort where it counts. Gentlemen, how are the freaking vibes? Since we last recorded, I don't know. It seems like we're kind of back on track. There's not much to talk about. We have two all-stars. We're we're winning games. Uh I don't think this is gonna take too long. Do we have any thoughts about encore performance? Like what are we how are we feeling about the team? Brandon. Are you gonna um well my vibes are are fantastic um it was a dark day there was a few days there where they weren't in first place the whole time there was one entire day where they weren't in first place which funny enough like think about how down we were there was literally only one 24-hour period during that time where we weren't in first place at some point oh it was like it was like a rainy cloud i don't 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 bring that up i don't want to think about that day um, but they're back in first place where they where they belong. Um, Mike Conley is back, which is a really, really Ooh. big deal. Um, the OKC win, uh, probably new candidate for biggest win of the season. Um, closing that one out without Mike Conley uh was awesome. Um, Nikhil Alexander Walker has gorilla nuts. I want to talk more about Nikhil Alexander Walker on this episode because what? he's just He's just fantastic, but I don't want to bury the lead. The real reason that the vibes are fantastic, guys, something I can't believe we haven't talked about already this deep into the pot. Go on, go on. They beat the Washington Wizards. <laughs> well, that, that was kind of a, that was, that was a, a, still a rocky part. You know, we were kind of starting to slide a little bit. I think we were, we were, I think where we tied for first when that game happened, it was, I was Anthony so Edwards. Alarmed. Anthony Edwards had never beaten the Washington Wizards in his career. What, what was it when we what did it? What was it like? Oh, and seven or something like that. Oh, in his I career, oh, and six. Oh, and six. They six. play him yeah. twice a year. Yeah. Um, but I think it might have been seven insane. losses in a row because they might have lost the last game of the season before that, too. But um, it was really when they beat the Wizards, I, I felt like that quote where it's like, 
and Alexander wept, for there were no worlds left to conquer. <laughs> You've brought that up like two times in the last I month. In the so pod. many, so many times. <laughs> my favorite and, quote. And, and Nikhil Alexander Walker wept. Dude, Durf, you've been you've been kind of carrying the Nikhil torch, probably because your wife thinks he's hot, and I also think he's hot. I also um, think he's hot. Yeah, we're all, we're all in agreement that he's hot. Yeah. Um, should we have the Nikhil conversation? He's, yeah, I'll let Beck go deep in it, but like I first off, I just want to like I want to get a little bit of credit for being really early on Nikhil Alexander Walker. I yeah. was bringing this up to Beck the other day when we were taking pre-workout before our 30 plus uh basketball league that we were just trying not to get hurt in uh about how I was like, "You know what? This guy, I I I like the way he plays. Obviously like the effort thing's great, but like he's got a nice shot. I think he can develop it." Beck's like, oh no, he's not gonna. He's got a career like thirty four percent, whatever three. I was I, I was more concerned about. I was more concerned about the shooting form, along with the fact that he hadn't been a good shooter for it's, most of his career. It's a fun form. It goes in. <laughs> it's it fun. goes in. Hey, you learn. It's like you know, if if you if you're golfing and the ball drifts right, you turn further left and you figure it out. It might not look pretty, but it works. I don't know yeah. golf, so I don't know why I brought that up. But here's Jesus. the deal. Nas I awesome, think that's guys. that's what a golf coach would tell you. <laughs> I, you yeah, but it, it's fine. Just turn yeah, that way. It's just turn, just, just, turn. just aim for the side. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Hey, if there's gust of wind, you gotta, you gotta adjust. Um, I adore that man so much. He's so much fun. We talk about this all the time, but like the the D'Lo trade is a win if we just get nah. He's he's a Swiss Army knife. He can play point guard for us. He can play wing. He can. I mean, it's a hundred percent proposition when he's shooting from the three, from the three, from the corner. Um, he's like just he's like the most value of any contract in the NBA right now. I'm saying it. It's crazy. He's kind of like Vando adjacent with the contract value. Like he's super valuable. And the more I watch him play, like when Conley was out, uh, I was getting really into like the, because I was starting to kind of drift away from the idea that not could be the Conley replacement. But the more I see it, I go, this guy wants to learn. And like the, in the whole Chris Hines Star Tribune piece, which you haven't read, totally read it. He just talks about mm-hmm. how like he reads books and he's always like learning and absorbing new information. Mm-hmm. And like, there was a post game clip that was like three or four minutes of him just talking about the game. I think Jace was asking him questions and he's just explaining the game at a super deep level. I'm like, Oh my God, this guy's a student of the game. He's a grinder. It's like, I'm, I, I, I was starting to like trend away from Nas, yeah. the point guard of the future, but now I'm kind of like, he's kind he might also, be the point guard of the future. Also, again, I'm going to hand the mic over to Beck cause I know yeah. he has a whole he's, thing. He's going to say but stuff. But I, so that was a great clip that like three to four minutes Insane. of him talking. Uh, first off, very good speaker. He had like, no filler words. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Aristotle time. the way and, he was and I was on the pod. Like, nah, yeah, I was like, yeah, you should pod, take bro. over the pod from us because we're all, all of us are like, like, uh, uh, like, uh. like uh. uh. But anyway, <laughs> he's a super cool guy. Uh, I do love that he's constantly trying to like push himself, and it seems like he, it seems like the light isn't too bright for him just in general. His whole mentality just doesn't it's seem really like it allows it allows for that. Um. I don't I I would love for him to develop into that point guard role. I don't know if I see it, but also I'm not going to put parameters on the guy like if if he's go, if he wants to try, go for it, sure. Um but I love him as a Swiss army knife where it's like okay, maybe you're you're playing off ball, but you can bring the ball up. You can play point guard for some matchups. I don't know. Um, he also just looks like a hooper. The tattoo with the sleeve and the headband. He's kind of got a thang on him. You have you noticed he's got a, a slight dump truck? 
It's not like a Ford F one fifty. It's like a crossover. You know what I mean? It's it's like super proportionate. I think that's just because of his posture. Like he's got really exaggerated upright posture. He's popping it out a little bit. (laughs) He's got that. He's got a little Disney mom to him. Kyle Lowry light. Brandon, take it away. Yeah, us with the naisms. Well, I get so so. I like I'll echo everything you said about like he's just playing fantastic right now and. I've said this before, but it really feels at this point like Nikhil Alexander Walker taking a three pointer when the other team is on a seven Oh run is the most efficient shot in basketball Insane. right now. Like I, if, if the other team is on a run and Nah catches it in the corner or he's on, he's right above the break and he does that pump fake sidestep thing. Mm-hmm. I just think it's going in and it goes in all the time and it's he never is, like there's no uh, doubt either it's like net like swish like ripping yeah. net. because <laughs> he shoots it super high like he's got a super high arcing it's, shot it's so, so those nice. are like naturally so nice. going to be the most like aesthetically appealing shots when they go in um he's got the highest he's got the highest effective field goal percentage on the team in the what? clutch this season um he's not taking nearly as many shots as some other guys but so he's not really phased by the moment, like is what that all adds up to. Um, and my thing about Nikhil Alexander Walker, and this will this will support some of the stuff I talk about when we get into the the Wolf Pen uh, Shark Tank trade ideas <laughs> thing. Um, I think the real lesson with Nikhil Alexander Walker that you can take away when you're talking about trading for guys and and identifying trade targets and things like that is is to really like understand that the book is not always written on these guys like two, three, four years into their career. Um, Nikhil Alexander Walker, before he got to the Timberwolves, he was the 17th overall pick. Uh, He had been traded three times already in the first three years of his career. And he, he was in a role that did not suit him in New Orleans, he was traded to the Portland Trailblazers where he was just not even put into the rotation at any point and immediately shipped off to the Utah Jazz where he struggled. And so at that point, it's really easy to write that guy off. He's been he's been passed around. He has not found a role. He was a throw in in the Mike Conley, D'Angelo Russell trade. And to be completely honest, if Jaden McDaniels doesn't punch a wall and break his hand on the last game of the season, there's a decent chance Nikhil Alexander-Walker would be on a new team this year too. Um, Because if if Jaden McDaniels doesn't break his hand, Nikhil Alexander-Walker doesn't have the opportunity he had to really shine guarding Shea in the play-in game, guarding Jamal Murray in that Denver series. And I think that was the the real motivation for making him a priority to bring back this offseason. And so I think the lesson is bet on these guys with talent, find roles for them, take chances on them because he doesn't cost much. And if you can find the right role for these guys, a lot of these guys can play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. What I'm hearing is bring back Michael Beasley. 
I'm hearing talent. <laughs> I'm hearing cheap. Hey, what? Yeah, the book isn't written on Michael Beasley. Yet. No, he's still he's, young in his career. He's still got some left in the tank. I, so the book might the book might be written on Michael Beasley. <laughs> we might be on Deathly Hollows with Michael yeah. Beasley like, near the end. Part two. Part two. Uh, that's not the book. That's the movie. Uh, I was just pulling up his uh, basketball reference profile, and I was just looking at to your point about him being passed around. Uh, his He's two games away from tying his most games played for a team, like in a season. So um, it looks like in 2021-22, he played 50 games for the Pelicans, and he's at 48 already. So that's just a testament to what you said about how, like, he hasn't even really gotten a shot until he got here. Like, very little usage overall. And that was like like the, the like it was Finch. I was like, yeah, bring in Nikhil because I coached him in the Pelicans, so like I know him. And like yep. in that again in that Chris Hine article, like Nikhil was like, yeah, I was young, I was a hothead. It's like, bro, you're 24, you're still probably a hothead, and you're still young. But like for him to like recognize his own like growth and maturity, which again, everything Chris Hines writes, you guys got to read it. Just an insane journalist. Chris Hines is great. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Future guest on the pod, on the pod. Chris Hyde. <laughs> I got it. We got it. We're going to do one episode of just us and then get the guests back on. We've been promising everyone for like a year. So it's like we got to make up on these promises. Um, we need one of these months that doesn't end in UARY. We need to do like guest, guest ember in one of goon. the ember months. Yes, goon. Goons. Goon. Gulai. Gulai is great. August. That was what uh, oh. that was what Deej was saying. Deej tweeted us uh, August. August uh, is great, but it's off season. So it's it's mostly just like, but it's also preseason. What could happen? That's a good time to have guests. Yeah, we got nothing to talk about guest time. Just uh, not but, talk about basketball at all. Yeah, dude. But no, nah, it's just freaking crazy. Um, anything else we want to say before we do our first ever actually officially sponsored uh, our our first ever sponsored segment with Lantops? Well, Durf hasn't I, done his vibes. Yet. Oh my god! I, 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 I don't think either of us. Have. No, but I mean, the vibes are Nas great. It That's led into good discussion, so great job. Um, I don't know if I have anything super original to add. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would this this podcast would have been a lot different if this was a week ago, but it's not. It's this week, and we've had some really great wins, and we bounced back. We saw some pretty rough times without Mike Conley. Then we saw a great time without Mike Conley in the OKC game. So. Um, it could have been worse. It was uh, it was good that we saw that maybe before the trade deadline. So we have some informed decision making about maybe some moves that we'll be making. Um, but I will be hosting a prayer circle for the rest of the season for Mike Conley's hamstrings. Feel free to join me. But we're going to make sure that man stays intact because he is key. I don't mind if he sits during against these bad teams. Yeah, I mean, I make actually up, make up whatever you want. The the Mavs up. game, I was like, why are you playing him? Everybody <laughs> playing against Josh Green, who apparently was Dwayne Wade in that game. But uh, outside of that, like, <laughs> I'm not worried about Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleber and whatever. Yeah, yeah. My my thing on my thing on the injuries, and I want this guy to rest and all that stuff. I'm just going to defer to the team doctors and Mike Conley to make the best decisions for the Timberwolves and for Mike Conley and trust that 
I don't have a better idea about to handle about how to handle Mike Conley's wow. hamstrings boot, boot than people over who here. Yeah, boo, have information boo, about boo, him and have boo. medical this, decrees. This guy he trusts doctors. the person with the hamstrings. This guy trusts doctors and officials. Yeah, it's about get out of dad here. and grandpa and mom at the same get time. Get him off dude. the pod. What do you think? Boo. Education is a good thing. Get out of here. I thought we abandoned this. <laughs> hey, we didn't no, put a label sell, on it. We can still dance around it. Um, <laughs> Jordan, how are your vibes? Tell My us. vibes are great. I get to buy Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards All-Star Game jersey. They're maroon with a star on them. I'm very excited to spend way too much money at NBA.com backslash Timberwolves All-Star jerseys backslash yes, sir. Um, yeah, like the Thunder game really gave me a lot of hope. Like, because I was, I was floundering a little bit. And I want to come clean. After the Charlotte game, I definitely said I was over cat because I was so emotional. Like, I, I got sick. <laughs> uh, and like, you guys are going to hold it over me on the group chat. I, I, I faltered for... Three hours. I was so sad. You were, you were, I was just circling the drain. It was, it was tough to see. Well, it's just so tough to like always have to like, you know, it came out of nowhere too. It was, it was the the morning after. It was was, 10 a.m. Because I get so sick of like having to like defend him and like, you know, it's the only sports team I care about. So it's like, and like he's like the best player on the team for his career. Uh, So it's like you have, you get very attached to these people. I feel like a Packers fan. Aaron Rodgers is actually a secretly nice guy. His family was wrong. That's how I, I had said. to. Okay, I had not I, make. Let's please not make that parallel. Yeah, I, I was gonna. I was gonna say I've had to de- defend Kirk Cousins for like six years now. So like I understand. Kirk wore success versus yeah. Well, Kirk wore the vintage wore Timberwolves, Timberwolves shorts. shorts. On his, on yeah, his he's raised story. by wolves. We've been over this. He's raised by wolves. Yeah, yep. yeah. So like yeah. So it was a very dark three hours, and I'm I'm coming clean saying I did spew some trade cat stuff in the group chat for three hours. And guess what? I apologize and said, no, I was so wrong. I believe, I believe a direct quote was, I am nervous 62 points in a loss is a, is a parallel for 62 wins in a first round exit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, t- I was doing all the problematic, like Vikings fans, just learning how to be a Timberwolves fan, like gaslighting statements, like all the things like don't yeah. know ball stuff. Um, so I'm coming clean and I'm sorry. Because you guys, you guys have been holding that over me. I'm just going to come clean and just own it. Uh, but I'm back. All right, I can stop. forever. I can stop subtweeting you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was my point with all that? I don't uh, know. The, I'm, the, I'm just, oh, yeah. The OKC so, game. The OKC game. I saw it. It's like, oh, like, we. this is good. Like, they were playing, like, mature basketball. Like And, like, again, it's a long season. Each game is, like, what, 1.2% of the season. So, to to go to Twitter or to go to the group chat being despondent after 1.2% of the season is not advisable. <laughs> Don't let it break you. Again, it's a 1.2%. Uh so like, but again, uh just seeing like the team starting to figure back out again. And I'm really stoked on it. And my vibes are high again because I get to buy more jerseys. Uh let's see. Can we do the cut the bat, leave the good segment? I I'll, I'll do the first one let's this go week. Go for it. I prepared yeah. it. So um Lamb chops, our beloved sponsors. They okay, they sell out one collab in three minutes at the team store and they go, Jordan, we're too good for ad reads. Now you have to do a whole segment brought to you by us. And I said, Hey guys, you're the bosses. <laughs> you pay us. We got you. To, so be you fair, to-, to be fair, they have they have stuff that's reselling for a th- for ten thousand dollars on Facebook Marketplace, that's insane. It is insane that the collabs like <laughs> people go, "Hey, new Timberwolves lamb chops collab starting bid eight hundred bucks." <laughs> oh my god, that's sick! Uh, so this is the first ever for real sponsored segment of Crunch Wears No Pants. It's the lamb chops cut the bad and leave the good segment. Uh, lamb chops's brand motto is to cut the bad things out of your life. 
like um, the butcher cuts the fat off the meat. That's why their logo is a cleaver. So what bad things should the wolves stop doing and what good things should they keep doing? I prepared to, but you guys can hop in. It's very vibe adjacent. So I think the good thing that the wolves should keep is Carl shooting threes. In January, he's up to 5.7 threes per game, up from four in December and November. Um, the cat mentioned like, yeah, I saw people on Twitter want me to shoot more. So here I'm going. It's like, yes, get that up to six and a half. Uh, do you guys agree with my Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren meme more? <laughs> more. Uh, yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Transition threes, all types of threes, step back threes, um, cool threes, all sorts of threes. Carl's got some cool threes. The I Rudy. like. Oh, the that Rudy. Rudy yes, I was just going to say threes. that was so nice. Dude, the the cat Rudy two man game it's it's alarming that's progressed more than the ant and cat two man game, but also it's kind of sick. But here's two seven footers, something nuts or something horrible is going to happen, we, and most of the thought, time it's nuts. We thought it was a bit last season it, when it, when Carl was force feeding Rudy, and then they actually worked on it. Throw that touch it's, pass. It's like, actually like it's not. It's not like a brute force. It's a very efficient play. Yeah. Like he's really good at two man game with Rudy. It's crazy. It's, crazy. So nice. it's so good. Also, hot take. How crazy is it that? Oh, go on. Oh, I was just gonna say, how crazy is it that the biggest concern about the Rudy Gobert trade was how is this gonna work with Cat? And it's objectively the thing that has worked out <laughs> the, the <best>. most seamlessly. <laughs> We're like, oh, Rudy's apparently super hard to play with. Oh, oh, this works seamlessly. All right, cool. Last thing about the Cat three, uh, the Spurs game winner. Uh, I didn't mind that shot. I want more cat step backs. I just think it's just like, I know Wemby 7-4 and whatever, but if a cat can get like a just an ounce of daylight, I don't mind it. I think that's, he probably should have handed it off to Ant for a mid-range since they're only down two. But again, if it's Ant or Cat taking the last shot, like the last shot, I'm fine with either of them doing anything like that. You guys' thoughts on my so take? I don't think, I don't think though that that was, I don't think that that was like the shot that they oh, yeah, wanted, but I don't think it was Cat's sure. fault. I think it was more, I think Ant needs to have more of a sense of urgency getting the ball up the court. And I think they probably shouldn't have had Rudy set a screen up there because that's just inviting the Spurs to trap Ant because they're not going to be respecting Rudy as a threat in that situation. So then it just kind of devolved into Cat getting sort of a grenade with like two seconds left on the clock. And I think he got got the best shot. He got the best shot he could. We could have gotten at point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they could have just run a little bit better offense and gotten a better a better look for someone there. Yeah, it's it's not. The I wanted look. him to set it's the not, screen with Cat. It's not Ooh. the look. It's it's the like same thing that we saw with the the Hornets game where it's like, Ant, you get the ball with double digit seconds left, and then you wait until the last like you're down, you're losing. Like we need to have a sense of urgency and not just wait for the last shot. Yeah, that, much like many ant woes, that comes with maturity and time. And he's a quick learner. And I also, like, mm-hmm. Finch has got some heat in the last like 10 days on Twitter. I don't mind Finch messing around. He's a very, he's obviously a test and learn type coach. We've seen him like try and figure things out on the fly. And sometimes with testing, you fail. And sometimes with testing, you ace it. So like him messing with lineups yeah. and, 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 and kind of tinkering, I don't mind it. I don't, I'm nowhere near the fire Finch. Uh, yeah, that's. But you don't want to fire. You don't want to fire the coach that has the Minnesota Timberwolves thirty-four and fourteen, uh, 
more than halfway through the season. Controversial, I know. I'm not about that. At, hey, at but some the point, Bucks. like I feel like people have forgotten that we're the we're the Timberwolves. Is 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 Doc Rivers available though? Because I'd like to fire Finch and then replace no, but Adrian <laughs> Griffin. Is. I know, I know. <laughs> Um, and then the bad thing I would like us to cut out, and it's been a little bit more prevalent recently, but it's you know it is what it is. Uh, just the hero ball, uh, Ant and Cat keep doing it, and it uh, leads to Cat's bad shots and fouls, and it leads to Ant turnovers where he passes it directly to the other team with no Timberwolf in sight. <laughs> it's like what's going on here? Uh, which is not a hot take. Do you guys have, have any other like more detailed bad things that they should cut out? Much like Lamb Chops cuts the bad. Well, I think um, that the hero ball thing can be cut out by. Like not holding, like I think at the end of games, particularly that's where this is the biggest problem. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that they can, I think that they need a better understanding of at the end of games that points are more value are still more valuable than time. And I think they get a little too early at the end of the games into the mode of like, we're trying to bleed the shot clock out. And then they get into their offense super late. And I think that's what leads to like the hero ball iso ball because you're to a point in the shot clock where there's not enough time for two, three, four passes versus like bleed five, six seconds off the shot clock and then go at 15 instead of at eight. Yeah. Yeah. Durf, you urgency. were about to say something too. I, I was just going to say, I, I, if I had to cut something, I would cut the J Mac shake Kyle. Nas and Rudy lineups. That's the that obvious we've been one. Seeing. Good job. That's my bad for omitting. <laughs> um, it doesn't having, even it. Nas actually, doesn't even matter. Yeah, yeah. Any lineup with those four. I that was just the one that came to mind. But yeah, like I just don't want. I don't want a lineup where no one can shoot. Or actually, I don't want a lineup with more than one person that can't shoot. Well, that's although what we're maybe okay. Cons- conspiracy theory. Yes, Finch is doing. Finch is doing the all no shooters lineup because he wants the defense to all pack into the paint and then five guys will get called for defensive three seconds at the same time, five free throws and the ball. Finch is so smart. That's that offensive genius they were talking about. Brady chess. I love it. Wow. Um, That would put quite a dent into the other team's strategy. And that's, those are things you don't want, which is why Denheads is the newest sponsor of Crunch Wears No Pants. Car lovers, if you've got dents, dings, or hail damage, listen up, all right? Denheads, paintless dent removal is your key to a flawless ride. Why settle for less when you can have the best? With the highest ratings in Minnesota, boasting over 400 five-star Google reviews. You know how many five-star reviews do we have? 30. They have 400. <laughs> <laughs> They're incredible. Uh, Dent Heads delivers excellence for simple dents. Use common sense. Trust Dent Heads for your car repair needs. With all, without all the paint fuss, visit DentHeads.com to find perfection on wheels. Tell them Crunch Wears No Pants sent you. They won't know who that is. I don't think. I don't think they've been briefed. On, just, on say it, just say it. And if they ask, don't ask you know, who, don't explain yeah, who we just are. Just move on. Um, guys, my Mazda right now is just absolutely screwed. Cause one time I was getting, what tattoo was I getting? I was getting some tattoo. Um, and oh, I was getting Psyduck on my arm and it started to hail and my car just got, it was parked outside in Minneapolis and my car just got wrecked. So I'm, I'm glad dent heads came six months after that happened. So I can maybe get it fixed, but it's, it's a, we don't need to talk about my car anymore. We can talk about the wolf den, the trade shark tank. So us three have identified three trade targets and we're going to sell them 
to each other like it is Shark Tank. I'm Mark Cuban. Uh, Durf, you're... I don't know anyone else. Mr. 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 Wonderful. I think that's his name. I, I'm. Sorry. I'll be. I'll be Damon. The other guy. Yeah, Mr. Wonderful. I don't know what his yeah. real name is. That's a real thing, Mr. Yeah. Wonderful. Have you ever watched the show? Well, he I calls got... himself Mr. Wonderful. Oh. Did, didn't you? Didn't you do entrepreneurship in college? I watched it with my stepmom a couple times, I think, but mostly Kevin, Kevin and I are just making fun of my dad. Kevin O'Leary. <laughs> that's who it is. Yeah, he's always wearing a suit. And he always his his quotes are always they like, are always, all all wearing suits. They're billionaires. <laughs> That's not true. Mark Cuban's never wearing a suit on that show. All right, uh, so, uh, and he's always doing this. Kevin O'Leary's always doing this. I Mark Cuban was always doing this because this, this is not great. This is not great for an audio platform. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're <laughs> always doing in. this and twisting their mustaches. <laughs> We should do a bit sometime that's only visual. And adjusting their monocles. <laughs> also, speaking of monocles and rich people, shout out to Matt Quicks for making the capitalist. Um, oh, that was such a good logo. Bit. Yeah, the Monopoly. Matt Quicks, Matt Quicks is, is batting a thousand this year. Does not miss. It. Hey, rest of Pan Nation, Nation of you got to step up your game. because No, Matt the race is, is over. Yeah. He's Pan Nation like, member of the year. He started a movement. Hey, Brun, share the wealth. Runner. Share yeah. the wealth. No, that's They're true. all tied. They're all tied for first. All right. In your woke utopia, everyone gets an award. Everyone gets a participation trophy, Derf. Okay. Um, all right. So, Brandon, let's, let's, I want to hear how you do this because I think this is your bit idea and I want to hear how you do it. No, so it, like was my, it, it. it was, was my it bit idea. Derf's bit idea. Yes. I'm sorry. Derf, yes. I'm so sorry. I'm the worst um, friend of all time. I'll let go. I'll let Brandon go because I know he's most passionate about this first one. I think, yeah, I don't know if you want yeah, to. I don't know. So, well, who is going to do first? We don't know. We don't know. I'll go, I'll go second, end. though. You can go Wait, third. so, okay. How's this going to work? So they're going to say the description, and then we go, yes, I'll buy that. Are we buying shares in the player? Or are we just I saying? Think, well, it's he, like, pre- I can, he presents his case, and then we kind of are like, would we do that or wouldn't we do that? We can bargain. I don't know. Whatever. However we can bargain? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. No picks. You're like, no I'll picks. make that trade, but, but I'm not giving anything away. <laughs> you just have to give them to me. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. All, All right, right, Brandon, kick us off. Um, hello, Sharks. My name is Brandon Beck, and I am here, uh, and I am proposing a trade for Bones Highland for the small price of Wendell Moore and a second-round pick. Who is Bones Highland? Bones Highland is a dope-ass basketball player named Bones who shoots three-pointers from 30 feet away, who is a sick ball handler, makes cool passes, has never defended once in his life, but we can fix that. Um, He has not had a good season. He is completely (laughs) out of the Clippers rotation, but he had a fantastic rookie year with the Denver Nuggets. He was selected 26th overall in the same draft as Wendell Moore. He was traded last season to the Los Angeles Clippers at the trade deadline for two second round picks, and his value has unquestionably gone down since that point. He will cost next to nothing, and the upside is that he is the mythical spark plug scorer off the bench that we have been hunting for that was supposed to be Jalen Noel, and that failed. It was supposed to be Shake Milton, and then that failed. The real case for trading for Bones Highland, in my opinion, aside from the fact that he is a dope basketball player named Bones that does really, really cool stuff when he plays basketball, is the fact that he is basically free. It does not preclude them from making any of the other trades we're going to talk about in this segment. You can make a Bones Highland trade 
and it doesn't change your plans anywhere else. He can just be an extra upside move. And if it doesn't work, you just have to do the same thing the Clippers are doing right now and not play him. But the real thing, the real reason that I'm I'm proposing this, we talked about the Nikhil Alexander-Walker thing, right? The fact that the book is not written on these guys in year two, three, and four. And it's it's important, especially for a team like the Timberwolves, that is in a tough position with the salary cap, with the luxury tax, who is depleted of assets to take chances on these inexpensive guys with talent and bet on upside. And Bones Highland is a guy that I want to do that for. Gentlemen, do I have your in your trade? Yeah, this is a no-brainer. I'm out. What? Only because Brandon wants it so bad, and he's been oh talking about God. it for a year straight. A year and a half. I, I made like this exact pitch last. This is year. a spite. This is a spite. Uh, no bones uh, for Nas. Yeah, oh, yeah. Remember that. Remember those. Remember that desire. Yeah. Was Twitter. In oh. hindsight, I'm glad they didn't do that. That would yeah. have been. Horrendous. Imagine how good the Nuggets would be. <laughs> with, <laughs> with Nas. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it seems like like you said a no brainer. It. It's. I. It's one of those things where if Tim Connolly is in on this, I'm in on this. Like margin. Move and around the margins. High upside. Low downside, uh, yeah, you, yeah, that sounds right. I mean, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. low, like high floor, yeah. And I, I, like, and I mean, but high floor, it's not really high floor because the floor no is floor. he's he's nothing. But it's very hard so for him mean. to be negative because you're just not going to be that invested. Yeah, we just we don't play him. Wendell Moore Jr., so we just wouldn't play him in, in a world where he doesn't work out. Who, by the way, part of this proposed trade, I. I don't think Wendell Moore Jr. is an NBA player. If no, he, someone thinks he is, if someone thinks, I don't think he's capable. I don't think he will be a contributing NBA player at yeah. any point. If somebody thinks there there's upside in there, I think we need to capitalize. On that. <laughs> yeah. And like, there's a world this, I don't think we're in this world, but like you can do it. The bones Highland trade. You can do it. Like the Kyle and shake trade. And you can do like a buyout move and you can add three pieces like this. Again, this is like a nothing. Like why not try it? Yeah. Cause we, we can see when it works. Like, yeah. wow. And like, um, Tim knows bones. He's, his I didn't know this. His real name is Nishan. Nashan. Yes, Lee. Nishan Highland. Um, and he went to VCU. So he's got two cool love, names. And I love it's, VCU. It's, it's, so. The stock's going up. The stock's going up for Bones Island. <laughs> Make the deal. Actually, throw in an extra second. I don't want to fleece him like that. Um, uh, yeah, I'm in. He sold me. All right, Durf, give us your uh, give us your wolf den shark team. Uh, my wolf den yeah. sharks. My yes. name is Nathan William Timothy Alsdorf. Two middle names, just like names. Uh, Josh Minot. You have no is middle that, names. Is that I do? My middle name is space. You have, if you have two middle names, you have no middle name. Your exactly. middle name is a space. <laughs> Wish it was hyphenated so my middle name could be hyphen. That'd be fun. Uh, back to Shark Tank Sharks. Well, your middle name isn't the middle letter of your middle name. <laughs> no, I'm saying if it was. Well, yeah, that's true. Are you considering it's hyphenated? It's one be, name. Yeah, but it'd be, I'd still say it's hyphen. If it was space <laughs> hyphen space name. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Uh, Sharks. Yes. We saw major issues on the court with Mike Conley off of the court. We've seen the lack of consistency the second unit can have and the long stretches without scoring. What if I told you that there was a player available that could solve all these issues? And what if I told you that this was a point guard? That is a career average of 10 and a half points, shooting 48, 39, and 83. 
He's got a 4 to 0.8 assist to turnover ratio, a ratio so good that he was even given the nickname the Count of Monte assist to toe. Assist-to. Assist-to. As assist to turnover. The greatest nickname in yeah. NBA history. It's, it's amazing. Um, and Sharks, this player is just 28 years old. He offers no financial risk as his contract is expiring after this season. Given giving you the option to re-sign him as a possible successor to Mike Conley or to let him walk. Uh-oh. Today, Sharks, I am offering you one Monty Morris for the low, low price of Shake Milton, Wendell Moore Jr., Josh, and Josh Minot, or one Kyle Anderson, who also is expiring contract after this year. I didn't mess around with picks because I am not that smart, uh, but this is my <laughs> NBA trade machine. This worked. Oh, what, do you, what do you say? I don't know much about Monty Morris. So I'm going to defer to Brandon on this one. So I am definitely, I am definitely pro um, trading for Monty Morris. I will say, um, and Dane has talked about this on a little bit on his pod, former and future guest on the pod, Dane Moore. Nice. Good job. Way to self-correct um, without even me even gesturing. He, he basically said, like, if you talk to any GM, it's pretty unrealistic that like three for one, yeah. trades happen just because of the logistics of the roster maneuvering that's required to make them work. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure that the, the, the function like functionally that shake Milton, Wendell Moore jr. Plus Josh Minot is a realistic framework just for Monty Morris. There's probably needs to be other stuff involved, another team, mm-hmm. but I don't know what from a value proposition if you're that far off there, I mean, you're you're dealing in the waters of of second round picks to mm-hmm. sweeten it up. I, I just don't know how interested Detroit would be in Kyle Anderson as a value for that team right now because he's an expiring contract. So then you're looking at third teams. But I, I think a framework exists where you could get yeah. Monty Morris. And I think I think he kind of has a little bit of everything they're looking for. He provides spacing. He can play off the ball and he's a guy who can limit turnovers. He's kind of like a souped up Jordan McLaughlin mm-hmm. in that way. Um, That's insane. So, yeah, the way J-Mac I'm in J-Mac, J-Mac is shooting 38% from three right now. I want him to keep doing it. Yeah. I don't, know if, it's, yeah. I don't know if it's going to happen. I would he, love it though. <clears throat> The Thunder game, though, official JMAC game. New we, metric. Hey, yeah, new metric for next season. So, um, Brent, uh, Jordan, do you have thoughts? I'm in on, on Monty Morris. Morris. I, I, I'm, I'm always intrigued by a, a backup point guard. We need to make a trade. I'm, I'm firmly in the let's make a trade camp. Let's have some fun. This be I, stick. the 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 setup for or like the framework of the of the trade is the part that I personally don't know enough to figure out. Uh, yeah, but like, I'm cool. But, like, but yeah, but, I mean, you could you could figure like, out some something where I mean it's like Detroit's not going to do anything this year. So it's more about building towards the future. So maybe that's just collecting as- yeah. future assets or maybe it's like, Hey, collecting ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe it's like, Hey, let's swap, <laughs> let's swap expiring contracts and we get a second round pick. So we basically get like, yeah. we would have been nothing for a second round pick. Yeah. I mean, or there might be, there might be the other thing about these trade frameworks is there's always the opportunity for three team trades and yep. those are just really, really hard to speculate on. You know, maybe there is a team out there that really does 
value Kyle Anderson. And they have like a young intriguing piece that the Pistons would be more interested in that financially works out. And it's Kyle Anderson to team that needs Kyle Anderson, Monty Morris to the Timberwolves and young intriguing piece to them. Like there's, there's all sorts of different ways for things to work. I think the thing about Monty Morris is financially, the Timberwolves can make it work really easily. Like you said, by either aggregating shake Milton, Troy Brown, Jr., young players, Kyle Anderson on his own matches. Like there's lots of different frameworks because he's making, it's like, it's only like, is he's it 10, eight, 10, 8 million? No, he's 10. He's, or no. Um, it's, it's basically, it's Kyle not Anderson's very much contract. It's like nine and a half. Or and 10. it's worth, it's worth mentioning too. It's worth mentioning too, that uh, he was a name that they were linked to a lot in the off season before he got yeah. traded from Washington. Yeah, he was, to he was a, he was a Denver guy previously, wasn't he? A nugget. Yeah. Yeah, and we so, know how much we know how much GMs love their old the, yeah. the players from their old teams. But he was a guy that, and like, Taj Gibson. <laughs> he was a guy Let that him broke, die, Tim Connolly and Austin Rivers and Bryn Forbes. <laughs> yeah. And PJ Dozier. We don't talk about Bryn on this pod. Yeah, we can talk about our friend Austin. He's, Miss you, he's Austin. A, he's a butt. All right, Jordan, hit us All with right. yours. What's up, Sharks? Hey, you guys know this. The Timberwolves need scoring off the bench. When the second unit comes in, it can get a little bit stale. And sometimes just generally, even sometimes with the first unit, things get stale. So what if I told you there was a guy who was a career 15.8 points per game guy? Uh, he's 12.8 per game this season. 44% from the field, 38% from three. He can also, you know, dance around the two or three, giving Finch a little bit of that flexibility he's known to love. He's a floor spacer and a great catch and shoot option. And for an offense that needs help with spacing and can get a little bit sticky, this guy could be an immediate spark plug. He has been liable to be a bit of a chucker, though, and isn't the best on defense. But frankly, we need people who can shoot besides Carl, Nas, and Ants, and we can afford to give up a little bit of defense. Gentlemen, I would love to trade for... Oklahoma Sooner alumni, Buddy Heald. Um, we could we could get him for Kyle Anderson, Shake Milton, and Troy Brown. But to make it work, we have to also add in James Johnson. So Buddy Heald, James Johnson for those three. Gentlemen, how are we feeling? Wait, Wait we, we get, get James, James Johnson? Johnson back? Yes. Do it. Do the do oh it now. My God. Do the trade Just now. Do it. Him. <laughs> I don't even care about Buddy Heald. I want James Johnson on my team again. Is is James Johnson a yeah, big yeah, role guy? Yeah, you buried the lead on this one. He's he's a great rebounder. Uh, is, is James Johnson he, a big deal in Indiana? I've not watched much Pacers. I don't think he. No, I don't, I don't think, think he plays at all. I didn't even know James Johnson was still in the NBA. Yeah, he played against us. He played when we played the Pacers. He is he played not like on the team anymore? Garbage. No, he's still on the team. Well, uh, I mean, he was nope. as of his ten day expired on the twenty. Oh, he was on a ten day contract. That's a yeah, I was gonna say. Let's just sign him then. Oops. Well, Sharks. Let's pretend it's January 26th. Do you like my trade? Once uh, again, like, we'll... Yeah. Let's the, ignore what we're the actual, like, more like, the framework actual of the trade. Buddy Heald would be sick. Is Buddy Heald's, is Buddy Heald's contract expiring, or is he signed through beyond this season? Guess what? I didn't do too much of this. I had a busy, Let's pull busy up day spot track. Buddy Heald contract sitch. I always just use that. They always yeah, have the he's, contracts yeah, he's expiring. basketball reference. He's un- unrestricted in 2024. So that's why okay. he's on the move. Um, if we can get Buddy Hill, I mean, yes. fantastic, fantastic yeah. shooter. Um, I'm like, I'm a little confused why Indiana would be like motivated to move him. 
Yeah, in, me too. If it's not in some sort of framework where they're getting like like better in the immediate because they've made they've made moves like for Pascal Siakam while keeping Halliburton and Miles Turner and like the East is pretty weak. So I think Pascal I have more the five and Kyle about, the four is intriguing. Maybe. You I don't, don't like know if, my ideas. But I don't know if even slow-mo. I like Buddy Heald as a potential player. I, I think if you can yeah. inject shooting <laughs> into the team, it's going to be valuable. I'm just like... I'm wondering what we could do that would motivate Indiana. You know what I mean? I yeah. like, I don't know how I don't know what we have that Indiana wants and maybe it's a three think, team framework or something like that. Yeah, that that seems like it's that would be the most viable this year. If if it was last year's Kyle Anderson, it, it's a lot more it's easier to picture yeah. that, but like giving them a guy who's like, "All right, well, like he's going to help you." but I don't exactly know how to tell you or show you how I just, just trust us. Yeah. This one's based on like the whole expiring contract yeah. deal. And that's why they yeah. want to move them. Yeah. We don't have much to offer them. It's like, yeah. Hey, contender. And if we had, a, I mean, and if this we had one, more picks and stuff, but yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Whatever. And Brandon buddy healed because he's, because he's like a bigger fish contract wise and going to take like more investment than someone in like the bones Highland Monty Morris tier. Mm-hmm. you're also like he's a really bad defender and you're you are assuming a little more risk that the best defense in the nba by introducing like a really weak link there um so i'm not like all in on buddy healed um but i also don't know if he's even going to get traded yeah, and I I think like in a world where in this in, in this world. realm where it's like it's us deciding if we would take Buddy Healed, I would say I mean yeah I would say yes I think to your point back like yeah our defense does get worse but also Claire made a great point about like if you're the best if you're the best defensive team in the NBA like if any team can afford to take a defensive hit especially yeah. on the bench it's mm-hmm. us so. Um, I'd be open to it. Also, I've always thought Buddy Heald is super cool. I've always really he's liked always him he's so got, cool since he got he's drafted. The and the thing that the thing that Buddy Heald offers to that most of these other guys we're going to talk about don't offer is he he's not just he's not just a good three point shooter in that he shoots a high percentage. Like he's going to he's going to get shots up. Like right, he's in that he's in that like Malik Beasley tier of. He can go out and he can get eight, nine, ten three pointers up in 25, 30 minutes. Is Malik on the block? Has there been rumors? Are we on, are we in on Bucks or like that? Because if Malik's on the block, I want him back immediately. I feel like I feel like I the, think Malik's pro I think the Bucks would be open to moving Malik. Um he is the best. He's he like the second best shooter really, in the really, NBA. He's been, yeah, but he's been. The the tough part for the Bucks, and this isn't a Bucks pod. I don't watch every Bucks game, but the Bucks are really bad defensively, and a big reason for that is that their guards are Malik Beasley and Damian Lillard, and so <laughs> I think the Bucks could just be motivated to get someone capable of guarding at the point of attack. Oh, well, Kyle Anderson. Well, maybe not point of attack, but yeah, Shake yeah. Milton. <laughs> Damn, um, <laughs> Shake's got really long arms, yeah. so. Malik's uh, only making Malik Beasley's only making the minimum. 
I want it. I want Malik back so bad. Uh, Brandon, let's do one. We're going with, oh, we're going long, and I want us to speed it yeah, up. Let's, let's, let's speed it up, room. buddy boy. Uh, Much like right. D-Lo, let's get a All right, my here. next one. Nice. My next one. Do you guys like Jordan McLaughlin? Yeah. Yeah. What if I could get you a six foot five Jordan McLaughlin? What donation, <laughs> Brandon? Tell me what, more. What mechanism do you have? I am talking about uh, a law, a person who is on the short list of role players who I have always wanted on the Minnesota Timberwolves. I don't know if this guy is available. I don't know if this guy fills a need, uh, but I'm talking about DeLon Wright, who is a point guard for the Washington Wizards. He is 31 years old. You talk about Monty Morris and how he does not turn the ball over. DeLon Wright also never turns the ball over. He is a 37% three-point shooter since 2020. So not a knockdown three-point shooter. That's not on high volume, but he makes them when he is open. Um, He is on an $8 million expiring contract, and he is a fantastic defender at the point guard position. The impetus for this trade would be it is not solve it is not solving the bench scoring issues. It, he could be a spacer. He could theoretically play alongside Mike Conley effectively. This would be leaning even heavier into your identity. This would be saying we've got the best defense in the NBA. We're going to get even better defensively by introducing a 6-5 fantastic defender guard you could put out lineups that are you could put out small ball lineups that are Nikhil Alexander Walker DeLon Wright Anthony Edwards Jaden McDaniels Rudy Gobert you could put out lineups with him at the point guard in place of in place of Mike Conley and you could be so you'd be really leaning into the defensive identity he is not a a bucket getter though he is much more of a traditional point guard in the ilk of like I said, I like a bigger Jordan McLaughlin that can just like really, really defend at a high level. Yeah, and I'm he in. has dealt with some injuries this year. Yeah, I'm in. Um, sure. as much as I your love, thoughts. I love as much as I love J Mac right now. Uh, will it be sustainable? We've and we've seen J yeah. Mac put together. It feels fleeting. <laughs> it feels fleeting. The threes, the yeah. threes feel fleeting. The energy will always be there, and he'll always have you know at least three or four minutes a game for him. I think you know, I. I love I love J Mac, but yeah, he's absolutely a role player. Like I want I want like a backup point guard. Like yeah. he's he's great in situations, but he's not like your go to backup point guard. So um, I'd be interested in this. It looks like so he's an expiring contract, and it looks like he's owed um, about eight million. So you could probably do something with yeah, and and it's uh, Washington, right? So you are yeah, and you could trade. So like, they're looking like, for assets. You could trade future assets. Shake Milton plus one of the young guys. You could yep. trade Kyle straight up for him. You could trade Troy Brown Jr. and one of the young guys. You could trade Troy Brown Jr. and Shake Milton. There's lots of different combinations yeah. for this that works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, my only concern with it would be that he doesn't really solve any of the problems that we're like looking to solve for the team. I've just always wanted Delon right on the Timberwolves. Well, I mean, cool I, name though. Delon also a sweet name. I mean, if you're getting better in one way or the other, like maybe he's not your spark plug off the off, or on the offensive side, but like he's sufficient. It seems like 37% from 3 mm-hmm. isn't terrible. And yeah. so like he can he can probably hit an open 3 here and there and on top of that like uh I don't think that 
our other backup point guards are just like crazy good defenders. So you are improving your bench in some way or, or another. So I, I would be interested in this. Mm-hmm. I feel like some people get and so I, caught up in trying to do like a backup point guard. That's also going to be a Mike Conley successor. It's like, no, let's just have a nice backup point guard that I can organize things yeah, and, in a right. J Mac adjacent way. In a more consistent and like too. we talked on the last show about wanting another adult in the room. Delon Wright's 31 years old. He's been around the block. He is like a professional professional. Are we professional and professionals? Because we're once 31. again, if if Mike Conley gets hurt, okay. the team's probably screwed. But the team's a little less screwed if they have Delon Wright on the team. We're a little bit less screwed because Nikhil Alexander Walker is being awesome. But uh, whatever. Yeah, I think we're on that. Durf, give us uh, your next. Wolf Boom. Den, All right, let's go. Thing. Sharks, it's me again. Nathan Hi. Alsdurf back at you with another deal. <laughs> Space in the middle. Uh, guys, we just talked about an adult in the room. It's time for considering another adult. Sharks, it's no surprise that our beloved Wolves struggle with bench scoring. I'm going to cut to the whatever. I don't need to go through all this. Um, I love it. So we have too many non-shooters on the bench, and I'm looking to get us a spark plug, um, an older adult, 32 years old. I want to offer you guys Alec Burks. Um, He's a shooting guard. He has averaged 12 and a half points on 40% from three and less than a turnover per game. So he's an efficient shooter. He can hit or he can come off the bench and get you buckets. Um, And again, he is been in the league for a long time. He's also played. He was with Utah during the Rudy years. So he has familiarity playing with Rudy. So Huge. you can mess with some fun lineups. Um, so he knows how to get him the ball also. Um, and he brings cons- consistency. He's been a consistent. If you look at his stats through his tenure in the NBA, he has been very consistently a good scorer. Um, and he's also not super expensive. Uh, he's got some crazy eyebrows. Like they're huge. <laughs> I don't it's know like, if damn. I looked up his eyebrows. Let's check out. Oh, look at the eyebrows. Like they're beautiful. Like they're like ca- they're straight up caterpillars. <laughs> they're beautiful. Oh, wow. he, really, caterpillar. he does. So he has a nice arch to his eyebrows. It looks like, like they're like cartoony, like some like draw. This guy line. is expressive as hell. I love it. I want him on my team. What do you guys think? Are you interested? <laughs> he's not a big commitment. I think he has an ex I think he's an expiring contract also. It's a whole bit because like he's expiring and also Detroit is just horrible. Oh no, no, just kidding. He yeah, actually he's has, going Alec Burks. He he has one more year on his deal. Okay. So we, well, that's so we, cool. so we could um we I mean he's he's under contract through 23-24 season. No, that's, it's, that's this yeah. year. I'm I mean, lying. He, this is the 23-24 season. Stop lying. Hey guys, it's still no, it's February. I'm just all Why the fuck you lying? Why are you always lying? Brandon, you all right, Alec do you want um, Alec Burks? I'm I'm in on all these trades, frankly. Um, I want them all. I'd be I'd be fine with Alec Burks. There's a lot of there's a lot of other trades I would be more interested in than yeah, Alec Burks. This wouldn't like raise my heart rate very much. I'd be like, if I hit the timeline, I'd be like, oh yeah, cool. But like, but there it's... is a there is a world like he is the caliber of shooter that can that can catch a heater and like win you games. Like that is unquestionable. It hasn't worked for Detroit. <laughs> But it might work for us. It yeah, he's, for he's, us. he's he's the we talked about archetypes with um or archetypes with Dane and like this is your microwave scorer. Like he's not your ball handler. He's he's more of an off ball shooter, um, spark plug, whatever. But yeah, he and that's why solve. he doesn't. That's why he doesn't turn it over. He doesn't turn it over right. because he never he's, dribbles and he never yeah, passes. Good. Like he just shoots. <laughs> I'll take it. 
Yeah. Actually, no, not, not thinking about that. I don't know if I want that type of person. I think Jordan just has said yes too many times and he's like, I just have to say no. Yeah, it's like when you like, answer I, I, it's I, like I, when I you answer A it too many times on a test, yeah. you're like, I gotta put a B in there. Really, five A's in a row. He's very he is very Malik Beasley-esque. Like that's the type of player you're we're Malik, talking about. Malik Beasley doesn't have eyebrows like that, dude. I'm telling you that right now. Um, hey Sharks, it's uh your boy Tornado Jally. I have a guy for you. It's probably not going to happen because he'd be giving up a lot of money to get bought out. But in his heyday, this guy was a highly versatile player and could play at all three levels. He demonstrated a high IQ while thriving in a half-court offense, especially during his time alongside Rudy Gobert in Utah. Uh, knowing that he's played with Rudy before, it significantly speeds up that learning curve we're always talking about. And um, this he needs a, a defensive anchor behind him because he is not a lockdown guy. He's a little bit, a little bit old, a little bit injury-prone, and he's a little bit subject to some pretty mean memes. But uh, having this guy come off the bench means less minutes for him and less wear and tear, and hopefully I uh, can give the second unit a little bit of life. Also, I don't know if you guys heard this, Carl Anthony Towns shouted him out on a Twitch stream as a guy <laughs> whose game he's respected, and dang it, anyone who can um, talk and get through to Cat is a person I want on the team. Gordon Hayward, welcome to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, this isn't really a trade. This is a buyout thing. If you could, yeah. if you could ascertain Gordon Hayward, would you guys enjoy that? Well, yeah, I mean, of course, yes. he'd be free. Um, but it's basically been reported at this point that he's probably not going to get bought out because he doesn't want to get bought oh, out yeah. because he forfeits his bird rights. If he gets bought out, yeah, and all of, that costs him a lot of money in the future. All I'm of so his, sad. If he gets um, if he gets bought happen. out, they uh, release all of his rare birds, so he doesn't have any of his birds. He's got yeah, like and he loves. He's got birds. so many birds. He has. He like, loses is, the right to having birds. <laughs> like this is a dumb joke, but I could also see Gordon Hayward looks like a guy that would have birds. I don't know why he just gives off bird vibes because he's, he's a white guy. He he's a white yeah. guy with a comb over. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I look at him and I see bird guy. Continue. Yeah, it's kind of thinking about that. It's like, yeah, he's not going to get bad. He's like, why would he shoot himself yeah. in the foot financially? I, I wish he'd be perfect. Um, but whatever. Yeah, I'd lo- I'd love it, but I don't I don't think he's I don't think he's going to be available, and we certainly cannot af- cannot trade for him without trading like <laughs> Jaden yeah. McDaniel's and Nas Reed. <laughs> I don't want to do that for injury, Gordon Hayward. Um, well, if you guys don't like that one, can I just I, go back? All right, let me back to back it. Let me. Back I to would. Back I don't want him on my right? team because I saw that injury happen live, and I don't want to be like reminded of that every time I see him on the court. Yeah, that, that was, was a so gruesome. Ago, though. That was a gruesome injury, and they kept showing it on Sports Center. Denanet, and then like the drums. No free ad reads. No free ad reads. Send us your Venmo Sports Center. Sports Center at Sports Dash Center (laughs) at Scott Van Pelt. Okay, you guys didn't like that one because it's not possible. Well, um, remember that last guy I talked about? A three level score, offensively versatile, a a capable but not lockdown defender. Uh, This is a similar prototype. However, this guy is less injury prone and a bit more of a spark plug in his career. He's averaging 14.5 points per game on 38% shooting from three. Not only can he knock him down, but he can get to the rack. This guy provides the creation and floor spacing we need in order to raise the ceiling of this team. And also, it's been reported that we are interested in this man. I think if we add him, it gets scary. Gentlemen, we're trading for Bogdan Bogdanovich. How are we feeling about it? I haven't put together a trade for him, but it's probably uh, Kyle and Shake and Troy Brown for Bogdan. Yeah. This would This would be great. I, I don't think we have enough to get him. No. Like, why would they give him to us? Why That's are they going to trade him? Like, are they blowing it up? Is that the whole well, thing? Well, they're apparently, everyone is on the table except for Jalen Johnson and Trey Young from Atlanta. So he's available. I just think if it came down to like negotiating for Bogdan Bogdanovich, the Timberwolves would be like, 
here are the contracts that make it work. And every second round pick we own and someone else would just be like, okay, here's like way more than that. And it's a small percentage of what we own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of coming to that realization. I don't, Tim Collin yeah. can pull it off. I'll be very excited about it. I think but... you would like, I think if they were, if they were willing to trade a Nas Reed or a Jaden McDaniels, that would maybe that would be probably get them in this conversation. I don't want to do that. Yeah. No, I, I was thinking about this like actually today. I just like it feels too disruptive for the team that we have. Like I'd much rather make smaller moves. That seems fun, like a foundational move. And I'm like, I don't want to F it up. Like I don't want to F this whole thing up by by trading like core pieces. Yeah, because Nas is kind of like your backup. Because if like if it if it does, I don't want to talk. I don't want to do second tier talk right now. But it's like or second apron talk. But it's like okay, one rooting cat has to go, and they're not going to pay it. Nas is your insurance to like mm-hmm. take that spot in the lineup. I don't want to trade Jaden. I want to see how Jaden and Ant progress. Um, and like Jane and Nas specifically. Uh, so moving one or two, one of those guys to get bogged in just doesn't move it for me. Also, his haircut makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, I was just looking at his picture. Um, I don't like it. I, I will say, though, if there is if there is a case like I we don't want to get into second apron talk. If there is a case to be like, F it, let's go get Bogdan Bogdanovich. If they're like, we are not paying the second apron tax next year. If that, we don't know what they're thinking on that is. Yeah. If they're thinking that, then they really should be like chips on the table. We're going like all in, all in on this. Like if they can give every second round pick they own and the matching salaries to get Bogdan Bogdanovich and they think that gives them a chance to win the championship this year. And they're not willing to go into the t- into the second apron next year either way. They should do it because they then they should really, really be trying to capitalize on the window that they're in right now. I don't think that that's the case. I think they might be willing to go into the second apron for a year if they get to the second round or the conference finals or God forbid the NBA finals. Like, but this- there is a world where it's just like. We if if we're already screwed for tomorrow, let's really really live let's for get today. Fucked, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, is your thought behind that kind of like our last year conversation where if you go all in, and it's like oh we have to blow it up, it's like you just recoup everything with Cat and Rudy trades. Yeah, and that makes me sad. Also, I love just Rudy because now. Bogdan Bogdanovich is Bogdan Bogdanovich is like we talk about like playoff players. Bogdan Bogdanovich is a bona fide playoff player. Like that guy has hit really really big shots. Mm-hmm. In elimination games in the playoffs, that guy has hit really, so really well, big shots. Bangs right in above international his eyes, basketball. So there's never, there's never like, a chance that the hair will be in his eyes. He, he saves so much it. money because he just cuts his own hair. Yeah, <laughs> we're just talking over back making action. I know, points. right? I wanted to hit that joke off. All right, well, <laughs> G- sorry, guys, Bogdan. guys, while you yes. were talking about this, I went. To, I was looking at his pro basketball reference, and it has his Twitter listed. Right, this is a little rabbit hole here. Um, fun fact: rabbits don't dig holes. That's just a whole other thing. Um, his whole other is the is, rabbit hole. The rabbit hole thing is from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, but it's still not. I'm just saying, logistically speaking, it, nobody rabbit. thinks rabbits dig holes. <laughs> I thought they did a little bit. Um, okay, I'm Dirk, talking. I'm bit? talking to the masses, Brandon. Not everybody has researched rabbit holes. Uh, <laughs> his Twitter handle is leader of horde and i was like what is horde h-o-r-d-e so i googled leader of horde and horde is uh, is something to do with 
World of Warcraft. So this guy is in on World of Warcraft. Just I'm like in. Andre he looks like a World of Warcraft. He really does. Guy. <laughs> he does. He does. Uh, anyway, yeah, just just like Andre yeah. Kirlenko. All right. Uh, last two. Brandon do you want to do your last one, Durf? Because it's been yeah. in line with the Bogdan one. Yeah. Let's do our Let's do our Let's do our snake draft here. So I'll, I'll go next. Um, guys, yes. I want to propose to you not just to solve for just bear with me on this one okay. <laughs> not just the solve to our backup in. point guard this year but the solve to the point guard of the future or at least through 2024 2025 oh. sharks i'm offering you an efficient score and a solid defender a career average uh scorer of 15 points on 46 39 87 shooting and again efficient four to one assisted turnover ratio I'm offering you a gently used and not oft injured Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, they have those. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, they had one. That in stock. I asked them to check in the back and they found <laughs> it's a little torn up. Um, this is a guy who has had a lot of su- He's had some successes in the NBA. He's also had some injured seasons, but he was relatively healthy a couple years ago for Boston. It looked like what I was looking at as, as his stat line. Um, this guy would be an excellent, excellent backup point guard. If he stays healthy, um, he is expensive. His contract's like 22 or 23 million. So you'd have to get creative with for like, like you basically four more years too. No, it's, it's yeah, through, it's through next year. It, it's, um, 2024, okay. 25. So, uh, Obviously, like you decide what to do after that, or maybe you just trade him next year. But um, he would he would sh- absolutely shore up the second unit. Um, but there is injury concern, and also, like I said, you have to do a lot to get him. Like you probably just have to like sh- we. I keep looking at like the four guys where it's like, okay, these guys we could trade. It's like, well, here's all of them, and probably a pick two or something like yeah. that. But um, yeah. I don't know. Tell me your thoughts. Well, that'd be great, but I'm scared of trading that much, so no. I, I just like the the size of the salary, the fact that it goes beyond this season, and probably is a sign that they're not going to bring back Mike Conley. I'm out on this idea, especially when you consider the injuries. But I am looking at his Basketball Reference page right now, and he does have some he does have some strong nicknames: Humble Moses, yeah, the president. <laughs> Uncle Malcolm, I am out on trading for Malcolm Brogdon, but if they do it, I will be excited in hindsight. Uh, Pretty much everything that Tim does will be good. So whatever he does, I'm in on. Yeah. Um, Brandon, um, should I do our last one? Yes. This one, this one is a very easy sell. Guys, what if I told you there was a player who is shooting 46% from three on five attempts per game since 2021, and oh. he is on a fantastic uh, fantastic contract that ex- that can either expire at the end of the season or he has a $14 million team option. Gentlemen, I'm, I'm talking about the best shooter that is definitely going to get traded at the deadline, Luke Kennard. Yes, I'm so in on Luke Kennard. We need a white man that can just bombs away. All I know, four now, I all I know is Luke Kennard has never missed against the Timberwolves, or I haven't watched him in other games, but I don't think he's ever missed. Don't Luke Kennard's awesome. I mean, he is Luke Kennard is in a different class of shooter that's that's going to or most likely going to get moved at the deadline. I mean, Grayson Allen has a chance to get moved. He's I'm shooting forty nine percent from three right now. Um, 
but Luke Kennard has is of the of the non elite of the non Steph Curry Damian Lillard class of shooters. He is the elitist of the elite. He is in the JJ Redick Kyle Korver tier of best shooters in the NBA. He shot best forty nine and a half percent for an entire season with the Clippers a couple That's years nice. ago when he got traded to Memphis last year, when he got traded to Memphis at the deadline last year, he shot 54% from three, the rest of the season. That's almost as good as, that's almost as good as cat. I could, I can use another shooter on the team. Um, um I, I mean, he's just an instant solve for spacing. He's another tier of shooter. That's, like, like what? I said, above Buddy Heald, above Alec Burke. Yeah. Those guys are good shooters. Luke Kennard is a great shooter. Do we have enough to get Luke Kennard? Yeah, that's no. what I was going to ask. He's awesome. I, I think so. Contract-wise. I, I, I mean, I think you're probably, like, you're trading a lot of second-round picks in that scenario. Um, maybe, like, Leonard Miller or Josh Minot, if Sad, Memphis values those guys. I think there's a chance... Like, I think there's a chance if you're trying to find a team that values Kyle Anderson, I think there's a chance the Memphis Grizzlies are going to be one of those teams. That's a great point. Because um, of point. the history of Kyle Anderson. Yeah. So, so I'll do that deal. I'll do that deal. Okay. But hear me out. I yes. don't want just Luke Kennard. Who else I want, do you want? I want Luke Kennard and I want Derek Rose. Because I think Derrick Rose would be a fun backup point guard to Mike Conley. First of all, the names. I mean, I know we've had Derrick Rose before, but like to have Derrick Rose back backing up Mike Conley. Think about hearing that in like 2009. I would be very amped. Second uh, of all, um, he's just, he, go ahead. He's just he's just cooked though. Like he never plays anymore. <laughs> okay, but what he's is just he, are you, you want to talk about injury prone? Like that guy. Yeah, but he's a fantastic geez, basketball player. It's like $3 million. He could give up Wendell Moore Jr. for him. Wendell Moore Jr. and well, then yeah, whatever it takes trade, to get. I'd trade what, I would trade Wendell Moore Jr. for basically anything. <laughs> I, that's what I mean. Is like I think you basically get him for free. And worst case scenario, he's like, you just don't play him. It's the same as Shake Milton. Yeah, but trade if, Shake I'm, Milton. if I'm. If I'm making my basically get someone for free move, I don't want it to be for a 35 year old point guard that's legs. <laughs> okay, are well, we can all together by paper clip. We'll do we'll do Derek Rose and Luke Kennard for Kyle Anderson and Shake Milton, and then whatever seconds it takes, and then we can also trade for your bones guy over here. Yeah, so you get your I, little your, deal. You get your you, you get the toy up. in your happy in your happy meal. I'm in on I'm in on Kennard. I'm in on like Kevin Herter, which I'm not sure why the Kings would trade Herter. He's great. I, I don't happen. think I, I don't think Sacramento is going to trade those guys. Yeah. Once again, I don't think they're going to trade those guys if it's not for some like rep. I think Sacramento, if they're going to trade their guys, they're going to put guys together to try to get one better guy back. Right. Yeah. Not Murray. trade Kevin Herter for second round picks and Kyle Anderson. That doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Well, that Memphis second round pick is very valuable. I'm hearing that we have. Um, Doug McDermott. I'm in on Doug McDermott. That one's we're linked to him. I'm intrigued by once again, like fantastic shooter. Um, in that like Malik Beasley, in that Malik Beasley tier of like guy who can really get him up and can make a lot of them. Somehow below the Malik Beasley tier of defense. Yeah, (laughs) like like possibly the worst defender alive. (laughs) 
I'm excited to see how this all shakes out. It's going to happen by the, by the time we record our next episode. It's after the deadline, right? We're recording on the 9th next time. Uh, yeah, it'll end in the afternoon and then we're recording that evening. Whoa. So, um, Wait, no, but, the trade deadline's the 8th. Are we recording on so that? If we're the recording the 9th, it's the day after. Is the trade deadline on, on a Thursday? We'll figure it out. Anyway, the trade it, deadline it, is the 8th, um, which is a case, Thursday, seven days just, from now. I just don't want Doug McDermott to take um, time away from Carlton Towns, you know? Um, well, he he wouldn't. I know. They don't play about, the same position. They don't play the same position. And also, why would he take, even if he imagine, did, why would he take Imagine like Carl Anthony Towns minutes dropping to 25 <laughs> minutes per game to try to make room <laughs> to for play. Doug McDermott. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't ah. that the thing happening with Ryu Hachimura? I, I've seen Claire tweet about that a couple of times where they, they're playing everyone over Ryu right, Ryu right now. I love Ryu Hachimura. I also love ad sponsors. I love, I love. <laughs> Washing my hair with Duke Cannon products here in Minnesota. Hockey hair is our superpower. Durf's got a nice little swoosh going on. I used to, I miss my long hair. I want to grow back. And no one does men's grooming better than the folks at Duke Cannon. Whether you're looking for a giant bar of soap that smells like bush light or some news anchor shampoo for the showers after your next beer league skate or rec league game where you punch the ball because you dropped the inbounds and it was a turnover and you you got you got angry because the other team was being mean and you punched the wall before Jane McDaniels ever did that. Um, Duke Cannon has you covered. And once you're tall off, you can grab some serious flow styling putty to tame your mane because when, whether your hair is a weapon or you wish it was, the only choice is Duke Cannon. Plus, Duke Cannon is a Minnesota company that makes hardworking products for hard working, hard working men. Visit DukeCannon.com or you can cop some at Target. I did the other day. Duke Cannon, work harder, smell better. Better, batter, smell better. It's smell, time. Smell better. Smell better. Hey, better, better. It's time for random, random, wolf random wolf of the week. Our well, Brandon, take Our us well. away with um. I think um. I think I think I think the random wolf is Danielle Marshall. Sure. Is that your is that your guess? This is the first yeah. time in a while we don't have to explain the rules because it's no longer guestuary. Yeah. I was so uh, bad at it. I'm gonna say with I'm gonna say yes because you were confident. Even though it's wrong, Danielle. Uh, Danielle Marshall is incorrect. Danielle Marshall, though, traded for Tom Gugliata. Great trade. Wow, wouldn't do it. Win win for everybody, but mostly us. All right. Hint number one. Number one. He is currently a member of the Wisconsin herd of the G League. Oh God. Um. Uh. Oh, G League. Okay. Wisconsin Herd G League. Um, it's gonna be like um, uh, freaking Keelan oh, Martin. God. I'm gonna say Keelan Martin. Oh, that's a good one. All right, lock it in. Keelan, Keelan Martin is incorrect. That was a good guess, though. Shoot, he's probably We're in the G it. League somewhere. Yeah, or overseas somewhere. Hint number two. Number two. His father averaged 20.7 points, 6.1 rebounds, and 2.6 assists in his 11-year NBA career. So he was good. And he had, so this guy has a dad. Hmm. That narrows it down to players. And he was good. 20 were... points a game for 11 years. Um, I'm trying to think of players who are sons <laughs> i can't i can't think of players All that of i them. know 
that that played for the Wolves or were associated with. Yeah, them. that's that's tough. Can I can't think week? of multi generation. Is it is it LeBron yeah, multi- James? No. LeBron, let's just, um, let's we're gonna do a rare pass and go on to the third. No, team. we're not gonna pass through. Just throw a guess. Just, out just there. guess someone. It's um, gotta be. It's gotta be recent enough where they'd still be in the G League. AJ Lawson. Oh yeah, there you go. AJ Lawson. AJ Lawson is incorrect. AJ Lawson literally played against the Timberwolves with the Mavericks last night. That's what I thought. Um, but I thought maybe he got traded. And I just didn't know about it. He got traded last... to the G League. All right. Hint number three. More father hints. His father was the first overall pick. Wait, is, what year? This is so unhelpful. What was his number? What was his jersey number for Jordan? Yeah. Um, and what color was his jersey? Oh, man. I don't I know what year, color year his in... father was the first overall pick. I'm not giving you the jersey number. What? Because you're scared of my skills. I am. Yes. Um, his father was the first overall pick in 1994. Hmm. 19, 1994. That seems like it's like from like a Lonely Island song. 94. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were going to go Hamilton. <laughs> no, I, I don't like Hamilton. 94. So that puts us in. Ooh. This is this is not helpful at all. Mm. Your clues suck. <laughs> no, they're really good. 94. Well, they're not good because they're not yeah, helpful. Yeah, I'm having fun. Um. Hang on. Let me think. We have, we have to throw another guess out there. Who that's would like, be? In I the- think that's like the Grant Hill era. Grant Hill might have been ninety-five. I just, I, I honestly cannot picture a Wolves player or Is somebody. Josh Howard, Jawan Howard's son. That's say, like Josh, kind say of, Josh Howard. Josh Howard. Josh Howard is incorrect. That that was good logic. I don't think Josh Howard's Jawan Howard's son. Ah, Jawan Howard was always a that great was that was up. decent logic. Thank you. Juwan Howard. I don't think Juwan Howard was the first overall pick, but he was a high pick. Oh, shit. Yeah. If you're, Are we, yeah. Is this clue number four? Yeah, we're at number four. This is be clue easier. number four. This better be progressively easier. Um, I don't think you'll get it on this hint, but I do think you'll get it on the last hint. Okay. He was drafted 40th overall. What year? Um, He was drafted 40th overall in 2014. 2014. Can you give us some teams? I don't want to go. I don't want to wait for the last hint. What teams do you play for? I feel like it might. I feel like it might only be us. I feel like that's why he's not giving us teams. Really? He played. Okay, I'll give you his. I'll give you his teams. He played for the Timberwolves, 76ers, Pacers, Pistons, Warriors, and Sacramento Kings. Oh. Um. No, he was a first round pick. I was trying to think Ooh. of who is who is the guy that we got in the deal. Um was it the same trade as Vando? Uh that never actually suited up for us. Oh, um but he had to have played one game to be in this. Leandro Balmaro has a dad. <laughs> was not, not of a dad, he was the first overall pick. Who okay, somebody was picked in twenty four. This is so this is I feel so dumb. So we don't have Jason Kidd's kid jason i do think kids. you're i do think you're gonna get i do think you're gonna get it on okay the last okay game. just yeah, well no mm, um, was he drafted by the wolves um he was drafted by the wolves okay <laughs> i also think coming back i think daniel marshall is also like a 90 he's like in that 92 93 94 95 wheelhouse there's a lot of connective tissue here daniel marshall's kid maybe <laughs> Um, um, is it Daniel Marshall Jr.? No, that's not a person. <laughs> oh, you don't know that. 
Um, this is so hard. Um, just guess, just guess someone. Uh, Durf, twenty fourteen. Say someone. Trey Burke. Trey Burke. He didn't. He didn't play. play Trey Burke is incorrect. He and he never played us. a game for us. Yeah, I know. That's but why this I is asked. actually. This okay, is ahead. actually pretty interesting. Oh, 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 no, Glenn Robinson the third. Glenn, 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 Glenn Robinson, Robinson the third. The third. <laughs> I was trying to get I, out. <laughs> what a pull, Derv. The second that you started to that say I, this, actually, I, that made me click. I knew Derv would get it because hint number five was he was a college teammate of several current and former NBA players, including Trey Burke, Nick Stauskas, Karis LeVert, and Tim Hardaway Jr. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. How many okay. Games did Glenn Robinson. His number was. One, yeah. Did he win a dunk contest? He was, was crazy it? athletic. Glenn I Robinson. I don't know if Glenn Robinson the third won the dunk contest. He was, I believe, he was in one when he was with the Warriors. Maybe. Man, was, I yeah, didn't no, Glenn Robinson, Glenn Robinson the third. He was the champion. And Glenn Robinson the third's dad was like good, good. Yeah, yeah. he was the first overall. Yeah, the Hornets, right? No, yeah. Bucks. Glenn Robinson the second. Bucks. He was the first overall pick for the Bucks. Two-time All Star. Yeah, won a championship with the Spurs. That was an insane Michigan team. Not, I know we're going back to the sun, but hang on, um, I want to watch some. Of yeah, Robert I was when I was setting up hints. When I was when I was setting up hints, I was gonna. I was looking at like Michigan hints and being like, he lost in the national championship and stuff like that. But I was yeah. like, if I give too many like college hints, Durf's gonna know it like right away. Yeah, I, that's so that's why I, I saved the Michigan hint for the end, and I knew <laughs> as soon as I gave the Michigan hint, Durf would be like on it. <laughs> yeah. Let's oh, watch I, for, his I forgot about him. Yeah, I remember taking him in the second round, being su- super high on him. One because he, I watched him all throughout college, and two because it was just like a really high upside um, player. He, as we just he, he was on the team. He played. He was on the team for twenty. He played twenty five games, four minutes a game, and then we just released him. Yeah, the fortieth yeah, overall I, pick. Well, I just watched him and jump he over. He had Paul like George. he ended up having some good years down the road, like with the with the Warriors. In 2020, yeah. he averaged 13 a game and was like really good on defense. Did we have to make room for he had, like was was that around the time when we traded for KG? When we when we got him when after Cat 14? Or was that 2015? No. 2014 was pre-Cat. We hadn't drafted Cat yet in 2014. He, he was the was he the 14 draft or 15? He was the 15 draft, 2015 draft. Yeah, well, Cat was the first overall pick in 2015. So we yeah. sucked too in 2014. So, so so the the KG trade would have been 2015-16 season then, right? Mm-hmm. No, that was 2015-2016. Yeah, Cat's rookie year. Yeah, it was Cat's rookie year. Well, okay. congrats to Glenn Robinson the third. Your name was set on a internationally renowned podcast. We're like the 200th best podcast in Costa Rica. So take that competition. Thank you for rocking with another episode of Crunch Wears No Pants. Make sure you follow us on social media at No Pants Crunch on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. Also, if you're listening on uh, freaking Apple Podcasts or Spotify, remember to rate us one stars or five stars. It's five stars. If you're going to say something, stand, stand, on, stand on it. it. Also, for real, if you're driving like an idiot in a residential area, I'm going to I've been busted. Okay, love you. Bye. 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 We did it. We podcasted. We love you. Guys.